Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night. Negligence is our first story arc for a campaign that takes place in 2010 in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. Follow Ophelia, a Toreador played by Alex, Jonathan, a Venture played by David, Katow, a Gangrel played by Quinn, and William, a Venture played by Slavic, as they are pulled out of their seclusion and tasked to investigate a series of gruesome murders. If you'd like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So we left off where you guys are at the gathering at the mansion. Philia, you just got done talking to the individual back there at the loading docks. Are you just kind of standing yeah. around? It's about, I want to say, 3.34 in the morning right now. I think I went home. Okay, you went home? All right, cool. Yeah. We'll have you go home then. We'll cut to Katow and Jonathan. So Jonathan's in his room doing his thing. Katow, you kind of hear that screaming coming from down the hall. Like I said, you see like three doors on each side. It's on the far right door, but you see that there's two individuals standing outside the door, kind of just like the security before. Uh, and that's behind the door is where you hear the sound coming from. Uh, could you kind of like, kind of like tell who's, who's screaming that was just like too muffled to hear? It's, it's kind of too muffled really to hear. And plus you don't recognize the language and everything like that. They're thick oak doors. So it's really hard to, uh, make out what's going on inside and everything okay i guess i'll just have to so i guess i'll just have to sort of just uh, hang around in the corner just be like okay just try not just like stick around so until i can see wait see who comes out of the room okay let's cut to you jonathan chase i need you to give me a self-control roll difficulty eight please oh i didn't botch but i didn't succeed either oh you got it you got 10 Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you got it. So, all right. As you are kind of lost in the obvious flashback mental images that you're having, uh, you kind of snap out of it when you felt the beast start crawling up a little bit outside. You felt crawling inside you and it kind of snapped you back into reality where you're staring down at this guy that you're performing the waterboarding on. And he's just kind of looking at you panicked. Nothing like this has ever been done before. You're probably sure he's a pro at whatever, doing whatever people need of him, but you kind of are taken aback a little bit at what you're doing. Okay. I guess at this point, I, I've feeded my need. I'm going to go ahead and like place the jar down next to him and walk uh, over, pick up my jacket and walk out. Katow, as you see the door open up and you see Jonathan walking out down the hallway towards you. And you see, you, you see Katow there too, Jonathan. Do you need help with something? Yeah, what were you doing in there? I was doing my job. What are you doing? I'm waiting to get you out of here because I don't... What were you doing in there? I was doing my job now. Leave it at that. Uh-huh. So what'd you find out? If you were doing your job, what, what information did you get? It's classified information. You don't have the need to know. So I just sort of just let out and I just like... I'm going to walk away, kind of like, you know, drop the mic. His sleeves are still rolled up, and he's kind of just carrying his jacket over one of his mm -hmm. forearms. Katow, you see one of the guys turn around, one of the guards who are at the door turn around to walk in there. And then, uh, I don't know, uh, what do you choose to do from there? I will uh, stick around because 
I did not like hearing what I did not like what I heard in there. You see a guy come out in a bathrobe, like the the security guy has a guy in a bathrobe. He looks to be of Asian background, and you see them. Uh, they walk and they go into the room that's across from that room, and he just kind of helps in there. The guy doesn't look to be harmed, but he looks wet and everything a little bit. And... Okay, so since I okay, so yeah, since I wouldn't know what he was doing in there, and he just some guy was like, that was odd. So. What about you, uh, Mr. William? Uh, I guess I'll rendezvous with Katal and have a ride home. Yeah, you see Katal walk, you see Jonathan Chase walking down these steps and then you see Katal like about three minutes, four minutes later walking down the steps. Katal, you see William walking towards you. I'll wave him over. Just like, get me out of here, I am. Just get me out of here. Yeah, let's go. All right, so you guys are taking off. All right, you're trying to find Max, just so you know. Also, it's about four right now. Uh, William, you got about an hour and a half left of nighttime, you know what I mean? So it's getting to be that time. You see Max kind of walking around. You see definitely the parties not yeah, even really get together winding down, you know. He's standing there. He's directing some people to clean up around the bar area like that. You see him talking to some some female there. Uh, I want to get his contact information. Um, I'd yeah, like to... Uh... Get your services at a later date. He's like here, and he slides. He slides. He hands you a card that has a number on there. He's like, you call this number, and 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 they'll get in contact with me. Okay. Outstanding. Thank you very much. Yep. No problem. He, t- he turns around and goes about his business. So. And then I'll get a cab and head back to my place. All right. So you guys are all going back to to your establishments, your havens. Yep. Sure. Yep. All right, so wake up, uh, everyone below blood pool point. What are you guys all at right now, willpower and blood pool-wise? Will four, blood seven. All right. Four blood and – or no, five blood and four willpower. Okay. Uh, one, five willpower and blood pool, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right. And what about you, William? Yeah, I'm at five willpower and seven blood pool. So you guys all wake up. Every, yeah, everyone already spent a blood pool point. We'll go with Ophelia first. What are you doing, Miss Ophelia? Okay, what time is it? I'd say it's about 6.30. Uh, what was the name of the guy I met last night? I don't have a note of it anywhere. Manny. Manny. Yeah. And he's invited me to... Yeah, a gathering. It kinda, he said that you know to explain more what he was talking about, your guys' discussion, there's going to be a gathering where uh, he can bring a guest and everything, and he's, he's, willing to, you know, he's willing to take you along if you'd like. Okay, have I got his number? Yep, yep, you gave him number. Yeah. I'll give him a call. Yeah, what, he answers the phone. Hello? Hi, it's me. We met last night. Hey, how's it going? So I take it you're calling because uh, uh, tonight, what's going to be going on? I thought about deleting your number and not turning up. <laughs> I've changed my mind. I think I'll come along. What What time is it and where am I meeting you? Yeah, it's about 10 o'clock, and he gives you an address. And you, you can look at the address. You can tell it's in another upper kind of an area with nice homes, similar to the area, not the same area, but similar to the area like where Dunstern was living, you know, that kind of neighborhood and everything. It's in the uh, a suburb of Minneapolis. And it's like, yeah, here's here's, here's the address here. You meet me uh, outside, uh, you know, up in front of the house and everything like that, and I'll take you in with me and everything, and, and you can see what I'm talking about, okay? What's the dress code? You can wear whatever. It's not like last night, you know. I think I kind of, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just we're getting we're getting together. This is I'm telling you, you're gonna have your mind opened up here, okay? This isn't this. We're not about random debauchery, you know, or anything like that. that. Yeah. So you come. Trust me. There's nothing to worry about. I, I I'll vouch for you. 
I'll make sure you're okay. And um, maybe you'll walk out and, and you'll understand and you'll, you'll find yourself walking down a new path. Mm. I'll meet you at the door at 10. I'll give you a text when I get there. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Don't worry about it. No hurries. You Thanks take for finding me. I, anything I can do to help, you know. Someone took, had patience with me and, and helped me, so I want to give that in return. Okay, I'll hang up and um, send out a group call to the others. All right, your guys' phone ring. I'll go ahead and answer it. Are you, are you other two answering too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. wait, 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 wait. wait. Um, hold on one second, Ophelia. I got to go through each yeah. individual person for a reason before we do this bridge call, okay? Sure, sure. Okay, what are you doing, Jonathan? I'm going to go ahead and call the, the woman from the previous night. All right. And like, uh, last night, uh, quite a bit was going on, and uh, I didn't I didn't quite remember all the information as to when we were meeting and what we were doing. Well, you know, it's funny that you called because I was going to, you know, want to meet with you like on Sunday, but I, you had me thinking. And I'm not going to lie, at first I was a little off put by you, but talking to you, I kind of realized that I think you're kind of, I mean, I'm going to be blunt. I think you got some damage. And I think you're looking for some way to heal. And uh, if you're not doing anything tonight, you can come with me and you, I could probably get you on a step that you'd find your soul uh, being restored, to be honest with you. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely look for that. Yeah, you know, she's like, here, here's the address. It starts around 10. You meet me there, um, but let's not lie to each other. And I can tell that you're trying to put up a facade again. And I saw that last night, but you, you are... You're in some pain now, aren't you? I uh, worked through some of my issues last night, but I'm definitely looking to um, shed some of my my pain. And we'll help you with that. You got to embrace it, though. That's the thing. Instead of hiding from it and doing whatever you did last night to forget it temporarily, you, you got to embrace it. You got to utilize it. You got to channel it. I'm That's definitely it. ready to embrace it. Well, there you go. So give me a, shoot me a call when you're close by, and I'll take you in and. We'll get you down the right path, okay? Okay, this isn't going to be like last night, was it? No, not at all. I, I think I've kind of made it evident that that is just a temporary Band-Aid on a gapping wound. That doesn't do nothing. That's just for people who have no control of who they are or, or, or what's inside of them and need to let it out to feel empowered. That's them hiding pain instead of embracing pain. No, no don't worry. There's nothing like that. Matter of fact, I was really kind of... Well, I'll tell you why I was there last night, maybe tonight, okay? Okay. All right. So, Quinn, you wake up, you see, you look down your hallway, and you see your bathroom door has been, like, demolished on the bottom part of it, and you see, like, paw prints, like, in blood up and down your hallway. Make sure all the windows and everything, they're like, well, it would be already shut, but just double check, just make sure he didn't, like, drag it outside. No, 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 no. You just go in there, and you see that he kind of added to, uh, what was going on in there and you see him like he kind of has a part of her arm and uh he's kind of hovering around it in there uh, shit. looks like your dog's cleaning up your mess for you and you can notice there's a smell kind of a little bit you know uh, shit. okay okay so yeah i'll pick up the stuff around like pick up the stuff the dog hasn't already eaten or like not guarding actively Sort of like just see if I can like just get as much of it as like just cover it with ice as much as I can and say like that just gotta get rid of this, gotta get rid of this. I'll let you think about that while I cut to William. You wake up. Okay. I'll probably try to find a way to hurt Dunstern. Okay. Are you trying to do like uh, some kind of financial like I don't want to say like something similar to a hostile takeover, but just like 
kind of do some stock manipulation. Definitely. Let's do wits and finance difficulty seven, and I'll do perception and finance difficulty seven. Four, no, three successes. He got two successes. Yeah, so he got two successes. William got three successes. Uh, let's say I will give you your dot and resources back right there, okay? Yes. Now I want you to do manipulation and finance, difficulty seven. And I'm going to have him do a perception and finance difficulty seven to see if he can tell that you did it or not. You know what I mean? I'll use the willpower for this. Okay. He's one willpower. <laughs> okay. So he got two successes. What did you get, William? I got three. All right. So you got your extra dot of resources there, William. Yay. You got it back. And the only reason, I mean, this isn't something that you're going to be able to do like every day, wake up and try. I'm just let you have an opportunity because you yeah. lost a dot of resources doing that. So that's why you got that opportunity. You pretty much got your docs back. All right, everyone, your phone rings. I picked it up. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'll answer the phone while I'm searing my steak. You guys are all, go, scenes on you guys. Okay, I'm just going to let the guys know. I'll, 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 I'll open up with Wild Party last night. But, um, definitely. <laughs> got another one tonight at 10. Hmm, right. I, I have a fire engagement at 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, where's your one? classified <laughs> <laughs> no I'll, I'll compare notes i'll compare notes okay yeah so we're going to the same place or what is that is that right chris yeah yeah that's right yeah, yep, because... so. who invited you john some bimbo okay um i mean and just, what's... And just, just a reminder real quick the two people you guys talked to Ophelia, those are the two people you saw in that room yeah, yeah. all right go ahead Continue. i don't know that it, it was the same chick Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't know that right now, but yeah, she you know the guy. Yeah, she kind of scared me a bit. Well, no, the, <laughs> ch the the chick that he's talking to wasn't the chick who was standing along the wall. Is one of the oh, okay. two people because it was the guy and a girl who were in the middle of everything. You talked oh, to the gotcha. guy, and he talked to the girl. So I say, hey, hey guys, I don't want to disturb you, but someone left a dead body in my house. <laughs> <laughs> someone left a dead body in your house. Well, I don't know, dude. Uh, it's fucking. I don't know how the hell they got the place. I don't. No one knows where the place is. Where does Katow live? Did you know he lives kind of like he lives in the east side of Minneapolis? He lives outside the area called the the Mill District, which is again gentrified. But he he lives on the part. He lives on the outside of it where it hasn't been gentrified. You get rid of it. Well, I don't. I, I how I, I have. I live don't call the police. We don't need the attention. I know we definitely that. don't need the attention. I know that. Why do you think I didn't call them there? Look what I... I don't... Police... They just appear. Does anyone know that she, that the body was there with you? Did anyone see the person follow you? I don't know. I, I don't know how the hell they did this. I, I, uh, William, I don't know. I didn't see it. I didn't see anyone following him, but I did this. I guess I'll go check it out. Oh, you're going to go check it out, William? All right, cool. Yeah, because it's only 7 o'clock right now. It's not even close to 10, you know? So I guess I'll go check it out. You go check it out, Chase. All right. So, Ophelia, I just, just want to interject quickly as well. That um, John, should we give them the address so they know where we are later? You mean to them? Let them know where the address is at. Yeah, just in case, you know. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, we we were talking about it, so and we're all on the the call, so I yeah. imagine they yeah. heard the address while we we're okay discussing. Do it. we have Do we have like a plan B in case things get get a bit hairy? I mean, we're literally going to what I assume is the scene of. Another one of these rituals that we're investigating. It could be yeah, no dangerous doubt. for our kind. 
Yeah, so what's your guys' plan? So David, William, and are going to Catal's apartment. You're staying there, and you guys are just talking. Are you all going to go to that get-together together afterwards? Uh, I think we should turn up separately so yeah. we don't arouse suspicion. And I don't think the other two should come with us because they weren't invited. Well, you'd have them close by in a vehicle. Yeah, yeah and we'll say, if we don't call you by such and such time, come and come we'll calling. Call, we'll call the sheriff. Yeah. Okay, cool. We could do that. I got uh, an idea. I could uh, go buy a, a cheap one of those cheap cell phones to go phones. Yeah. I can take it apart and use it to make a wire. So basically it'd be a phone that's always on so they could listen to to everything while we're in there. That sounds okay. like a good idea. Yeah. So we, we'll cut to the adventures of Jonathan, William, and Catal. Guys roll up to uh, where Catal lives. We're going <laughs> up to, it's kind of a cheap apartment complex that smells like alcohol and vomit and a little slight tinge of urine in the carpets in there. As you guys go up the stairs, you kind of see it's dimly lit because some of the lights have been out and you see Catal gave you an apartment number. You go down there and when he opens up the door, you can kind of smell right away a slight smell of decay. Jesus. I don't think anybody's going to notice in this place, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, you didn't smell it out in the hallway or anything like that. So, hmm. well, Katal, you want, descri- you want to describe what your apartment looks like? or? Uh, probably it's uh, like a probably it's like a, there's like a main room like a bathroom and then a bedroom like it's like an L shape like a, there's like a little corridor with a bedroom adjacent to the living to the main den then there's like a bathroom right off that. So, so someone managed to get in here while you're sleeping during the day and that's why I'm freaking out. That's why I called you guys. If I didn't do, I would not call you if I had other options. I'm okay, okay. I don't know. But uh, you said it appear after I dropped you off. Apparently, uh, it was not here when I went to sleep. Uh, maybe they did during the day. I don't know what they did. Oh, my dog didn't do anything. He's, that's why I have the dog. I don't know how they did this. Did you ask your neighbors? <laughs> what the hell happened? No. I'm going to go into the bathroom and, and take a peek at what's going on. All right, go ahead. You look in the bathroom, and you see that basically there's kind of blood all over the place, like paw prints. You see there's uh, a body that's been obviously chopped up and mutilated, thrown on some ice, and you see his Irish Mastiff dog sitting there staring at you with, like, the forearm in hand. Have you been feeding your dog with a dead body? No, I... Uh... What's the condition the door is in? The door looks like the dog pretty much was broke through the bottom part to get into where the ba- the the body was at. And and you didn't hear the dog busting through the door. <laughs> well, just for the record, when you guys are out as vampires, you're yeah. out. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, but he could call yeah. bullshit on that. That's the true. That's actually one of the true parts of it. Jonathan, do you have access to body bags? I sure I could get it, but we. I mean, it's already chopped up. We can put this in trash bags. Okay, so we'll just dump it in the river. It's probably frozen by the. Would it be frozen by this point? No, it wouldn't be frozen. No, that stuff's not gonna freeze because the ice. It would just. Stay no, I think he's talking cool. about the river being. Frozen. Oh, the river. Um. Yeah, like like yeah, pretty much it is. You know. I mean, we, could we can still make a hole. Not really that much of an issue. Uh, we we could saran wrap them and then uh, put them in trash bags and then tape them up and put them in his car until we can figure out what we're gonna do with it. Wait, whose car? I'm so glad I'm not Your there car. right now. Why mine? Because it's your body. Yeah. I already have the body in my in my. In, in, hey, put it in my, your corpse isn't going in my car. Could just 
dump it in some dumpster and it's not like anybody would notice here. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. I mean, they might notice, but yeah. they'd say, ah, it's a shitty neighborhood. Uh, well, there's going to be all kinds of evidence all over those body, this body at this point because the dog's been playing with it. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So we wrap it up. And we'll take care of this later. We'll put it in the tra- in his in his trunk of his car, and then um, we get the arm back from the dog without dr- worry. Uh, it's your dog. You get the arm back <laughs> from the dog. I, Saran wrapping this body up. You're putting it in the trash bags. Uh, let's do this manipulation and animal ken. Uh, what's your manipulation and animal ken? Uh, manipulation at three and animal ken at three, so six. All right, we'll do difficulty six to see if it gives it up. I mean, it is your goal, but he is a dark creature. Oh, yeah, so you got it, no problem. I, I'll say, like, you guys can spend the next, because we said it was, like, seven. You guys can spend the next two hours getting the material, and Quinn can wrap it up and put it in there and do whatever. You're still going to have, have a mess of... You're still going to have the blood in there that eventually is going to have to get whatever cleaned up or whatnot. Get some bleach. Bleach and mop this crap up. And then a new door, too. I'm going to... This is... This sounds like a whole lot of not my fucking problem. You guys are able to get that done in two hours. You said... Do you want to do that with the burner phone that you are talking about, Chase, or no? Yeah, just get a cheap phone. You know, I could... You know, it shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, let's do intelligence and computers difficulty eight. I'm going to burn a willpower point just to make sure I do it right. Okay, mark it off. Three successes. Uh, I didn't even need that willpower point. I need to start trusting my abilities. I'm going to be sitting there while they're cleaning up this mess, dismantling this freaking um, cell phone and turning it into a cheap wire. All right, I'll let you guys as a group discuss now what your plan of action is to, to iron it all out and everything before we cut to the next scene. So while they're doing that, I want to go to a gun range and practice some shooting. All right, yeah, yeah, you could do that. Um, Just because, you know, I'm, I'm starting to harden up a bit. Yeah, well, and college girls nowadays actually are learning how to shoot a lot, so it makes sense at a college. Yeah, just before we leave, I'm going to have my revolver tucked into like a thigh holster under my clothing just okay. for protection. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. What's your guys' plan of action then for the for the scene? I know that William and – or excuse me, I know that Jonathan and, and Ophelia are going to be going into there, and you two are going to sit in the car and listen to what's going on. I mean, I'm going to suggest Katow use his abilities of animal control to, you know, stake the place out. And he is a stealthy guy too, you know, yeah, just – set up a perimeter know. or something. Yeah, good idea. He can stake out the place. Um, I'll call them with the burner cell phone before I'm walking into it so that basically they can listen in to everything that's heard. Well, Katow could use like a Bluetooth earpiece too if he's walking around, you know what I mean, to hear. Yeah. I'll be in the car ready for a getaway. All right. Sounds good. Oh, man, we sounds like we got a scene coming up. Man, I'm running away. I'm going in here to take care of business. So you, you you guys have the address. You, Jonathan, and Ophelia driving your own cars, or I'm going to cut to Ophelia first. How you get a taxi? Call a taxi. All right. You take a taxi up there. You you're going through again another kind of upper middle class or upper class area. Not quite like mansions, like the scene the last scene took place in, but like I said, more like homes like that were in the neighborhood for Roman. Basically, you come upon this house. It's a it's kind of hard to make out all the details. 
but you can tell it's a uh, it's kind of has a brick walls and with vines that are coming up that are covered in ice and snow white yeah. trim on the top it looks like it's about six thousand square feet you see that there's a driveway that's been plowed that comes up but of course it's gated off um, there's a gas lamp that's in the front of the home that kind of lights up some of the snow and uh, you can see that there's some cars that are parked along outside the gate and some that are like three or four that are parked in uh, your guess is about 10 cars maybe pay the driver and get out takes many all right you see uh at, when you uh you text him he tells you he's going to be out there and then you see the front door of this house open up. It has like a huge kind of like a dark wooden door, you know, like dark, like dark chocolate colored, you know, and he, he opens up the door and you see him from about 50 yards away. He starts making his way out, uh, you know, quick description of again, you know, he's a Hispanic guy has kind of like back to the middle of his neck hair that doesn't have any product or anything like that. He's wearing just normal clothes, but he has kind of like a winter parka on because it's kind of cold out as he walks down the driveway. You can hear the crushing of the, the ice and snow and salt under his feet. And he hits a button and the gate comes open up and he walks up to you and he's like, well, I'm glad you didn't change your mind. That's a good sign, I guess, right? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I, don't, I still don't quite know what to expect yet. you got to understand it. And he's standing, as with a lot of things, uh, religion, whatever that we have in our society, a lot of this stuff is symbolism, right? Uh, right. But in the end, it all comes down to here, and he kind of, you know, pokes himself in the, in, around in his chest. You know, he's like, it, it all comes within us. But so a lot of the stuff you see, just you got to understand the symbolism. But in the end, it's gonna. I think personally, for me, and I hope for you, it's gonna open up uh, an inner strength within you. So come on, and he puts his is arm this around. Like a Freemasons or a Scientology <laughs> or something. I, I, I've never, obviously, I've never seen anything like it, or I would, if I would have found something like this, uh, I wouldn't be in the situation right now, right? So let's go inside. You can relax, and uh, it's about to start in about 30 minutes, so don't worry, okay? All right. I'll follow him. All right. And he leads you in as you come in uh, inside the house. As you're in, there's like an area where you can take off your jacket and your, and your shoes. He takes off his jacket. He kind of offers to take your jacket. Yeah, I'm sure I'll take it off. All right. He takes your jacket, and you come in. There's a study. And there's like a fireplace going. There's some leather couches there with some plants inside, some bookshelves. You see about 15 people sitting about, you know, just kind of having drinks, not at all remotely even close to the scene that you experienced the, the, the previous evening. So go ahead, John. All right. I'm going to show up in my car and park it down the street a ways. I'll be right. wearing a, a brown leather jacket and some uh, jeans. Some um, I'm going to go ahead and say jump boots. And I'm gonna go ahead and tuck the my pistol into the back of my pants. So you got you see the same scene I described. Obviously, I'm not gonna go through and describe it again. Uh, the scene's on you. You're outside, standing outside the gate right now. Yeah, I'll give what's her flunking a call. All right, you give her a ring. She says she'll head out. She'll head out there. Uh, Ophelia, you see a phone ring. Give me perception alertness difficulty six, Ophelia. You recognize the phone that rings, and you see a blonde answer that she was the female that was in the middle of the mass at the get together. I'll try not to look at it too much, but I'll make a note yeah. of it. I want to also click all specs on. Yeah, as a, I'll kind of try and take in everybody without looking at them too, obviously, you know what I mean? Like glance around and act casual. You you really don't recognize anyone yet, quite yet, you know what I mean? You just recognize Manny and the female that answered her phone, and you hear her talk, and then she's like, oh, okay, I'll be right out there, and you see her walking towards the door. Are you two ro rolling together, Katow and William, or are you guys taking different cars? Probably together. Yeah, All right. I mean, he has that dead body in there. Yeah, so you're going to take the Beamer, I take it, not the dead body mobile? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
All right. So you guys come rolling up. As you're rolling up the street, you see uh, Jonathan is on the phone in front of the double gates. You can make it off like 300 yards away. You kind of recognize Jonathan's silhouette. I'm going to cut back to him real quick, and then we'll cut back to you. Oh, yeah, and Ophelia, with your aspects on, your heightened senses, you could hear Jonathan's voice on the other and, you know, telling her that he was here and everything. Jonathan, you're standing there. You see, you see her come open the door. She comes, she's dressed like, you know, she's not all dolled up to the nines or anything like that. She's wearing like some slacks and, and, and a nice blouse and everything like that. And she kind of has the winter coat on and she's walking down there, uh, hits the button, the gate slides open and good evening. Well, hello. I'm, I'm kind of glad you made it to be honest with you. I hope you don't take offense to this, but. I kind of look at you like my project right now, see if I can return what was given to me to help me out and you. Mm-hmm. And she kind of makes a hand gesture showed you. If, if you can come follow me inside and I can introduce you to everyone. Let's do that. All right. So she kind of starts walking up. You see that happening, Cattell and William. You see the gate closed and him walk upstairs. And they heard it as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they heard it. Yeah, yeah. You go into the study. Same, describe this. I already described the study. You see Ophelia uh, sitting there talking to the Manny guy. Everyone's kind of spread out, sitting there, either standing or, or talking. And then, and I'm going to leave it at that real quick. All right. Boom. Cut back to you yeah. two. You guys are in the Beamer. You heard that. You see him walking up. You kind of hear over the phone line in your Bluetooth, Katow. And I'm sure you probably got it on something. I'm not sure how you listen to it, William, on your phone or on your Bluetooth of your car. He's got yeah. one of those high-speed Beamers, right? Yeah. I can just call his phone in the, the car yeah. Yeah. and he's playing it on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds smooth. Dolby surround sound, you know what I mean? <laughs> Only the best is leather seats are warming them up right now, of course. So, uh, scenes on YouTube. Uh, did Katow take his dog? The, uh, what do you think? Should we bring the dog? Like, it's like a backup thing. Like, having a big, angry dog around would be useful. Sorry, I, we didn't go over Katow, you know, surveying the place before we went in or anything. Were we going to do that? Yeah. I mean, Katow would probably be easier for you to do it rather than your dog, you know, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, so like, I'll leave him with, uh, yeah, probably just the. Leave him at home. All right. So, uh, what are you doing, Katow? The dog's probably at home. Yeah, just because, like, you don't. It's, it's not too, too unpredictable for this with this sensitive moment. Yeah. So I'll probably just leave it at home. Just be like, you already ate. So what are you up to? Are you gonna go and scope it out? Or are you gonna wait in the car for now? Or what's? I'm gonna scope it out. Just let's go around. Like, go around the outside. Just make sure, like, you know, there's no you know, armored van waiting for us. First, give me a dexterity and stealth difficulty six. So you got two successes. So you're kind of you're walking around the gated area. You know, you're actually being rather stealthy for having to walk in like snow drift somewhat. You know, you could tell there's like a kind of a path that goes around it a little bit like a cobblestone path. But excuse me, there's some trees that you can hide that are sparsely in between the two properties. You're going on the left side. So if you fate, you're facing the gate, you're kind of coming across the left. And as you kind of come across your left, like I said, there's about 50 to 100 yards there between the two properties. There's some trees, and you see like a cobblestone path. So you're just kind of like going behind the trees, taking a taking a look, a gander. And you're coming upon the left of the house, and as you're getting towards the back area, you see that there's like this is a big. It has a probably about an acre of land. This this house, and you're seeing in the back where it looks like they're building up almost like a, a like a medium sized bonfire, you know. It just has a bunch of wood there and everything like that. And you see that there's a stream in this acre. Like, so there's a bonfire. You're looking at it, right? And you see a bonfire to the left. And you see about 20 yards away, there's like this, looks like almost like a man-made, like little, I don't want to say, a stream slash pond, you know, like it was landscaped like that. Uh, you see that there is, and also by the pond, there's like a bunch of tall bram- brambles. You know what a bramble is? 
Uh... Think like think of like almost like branches, thorns, stuff like that that has vegetation. Usually when it dies off, oh yeah, you know, and make a, itself almost like a wall. And you see like there's like about ten feet of bramble that is between the stream and between where the bonfire would be and you see that but it's it's about three feet high and it's right like if you were to go out the stream there's the bramble right there like within a couple feet of it does that make sense yeah it's all right and that's what you see now and you see like about there's a couple people out there you see some like there's some chairs that are sitting there's about 20 chairs uh so the bonfire thing it's it's like facing it from the opposite direction. So you're looking right now, right? And in front of you, you see the bonfire on the left. You see the brambles and then the stream. And on the other side of that, there's chairs. Like, so if there's people sitting on the chairs, you'd be looking at them while they're but, looking but at me, you almost. What are the people on the chairs looking at? There's no one in, there's no one in the chairs right now. They're, they're what, what, set up there what, almost. What direction are the chairs pointed at? Like, you know, are they facing towards the bonfire? Towards you. Towards you. Uh, to where they can have like a landscape view of the bonfire. The brambles and the water. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah. So I, I probably like to just whisper, like, uh, my Bluetooth, or whatever, just be like, uh, yeah, this, I don't like the looks. They got like kind of a bonfire thing going on. Like, don't like the looks of that. All right, I'm gonna cut to William. You hear that, William? Okay. I'm going to be gloating about of my recent career over at Dunstern. So I'm gonna cut to, or uh, Jonathan and Ophelia. Uh, you guys are sitting there while people are talking, and you see uh, a tall uh, African-American guy, shaved head, comes walking through. He's wearing, like, a, you know, kind of a decent suit, no no tie or anything, just, like, open collar. Similar to the guy that was in the surveillance video at the U-Haul place. Yep, yep. So I'm glad that you all can make it. He's like, uh, you know, we are going to have uh, our gathering outside. Uh, for those of you who are new, I hope uh, the people, your sponsors who brought you here, kind of explain to you uh, what's going on. If not, I'll give you a little uh, backstory on it when we're out there uh, after things are done, okay? Please bring your jackets because it's, it's obviously a little cold out there. I never uh, took my jacket off. Okay, gotcha. And just realize what you're going to see right now has has an importance historically, but also religiously to some of us. For those of you who may not know, in, in, in Judeo history, Eve wasn't the first wife of Adam. Lilith is oftentimes in Kabbalic uh, beliefs was the first and equal of Adam and how she gained strength through pain and suffering that Eve never got to experience because she's pretty much dominated by Adam. What we're going to show you out there is, uh, in a way, symbolism of that pain and suffering, but the strength that overcame it. And, uh, and we could talk about it more afterwards. If you're interested in learning more, you know, you can stay. We can have some drinks. Uh, if it's not your thing, you can go home. Uh, and I totally understand that. Do any of you guys have any questions? Not at this point. I'll just say oh. nothing. All right. Cool. And he wasn't talking specifically to, like, just you two, but you know what I mean, to the group or whatever. Some yeah. of you have been with us for a while, and I'm glad that you're bringing friends. And uh, hopefully they can take the same path that you guys are taking so uh without further ado please follow us outside and you see him turn around and he gets his jacket you know and puts his jacket on overneath and he'll do the same and he starts walking out there hello folks have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded 
one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want. Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.